From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What? I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. If the Christian deity can't even protect or warn those that are actively spreading his word, those who are following what their deity has told them to do in Matthew 28, why would anyone think their minivan full of kids has any sort of special protection? Why would Yahweh send his angels to protect a family on their way to a beach, but fail to save a missionary on their way to spread the good news of Jesus? No matter how you look at it, he's either not there or he doesn't care. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. <laughs> Today's special guest is Christian author George Manasseh. Welcome to the show, George. Thank you very much for having me, Michael. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, you're from Australia. So what's it like in the future? Is there, is there, uh, are we all still alive? Is there a zombie apocalypse? Oh, it's great to be in the future. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's always the problem we have with you Americans. Uh, we're in the future. And, uh, we always have to wake up a little bit early in the morning to talk to you guys. But I don't mind I'm an early bird, so. <laughs> well, we're always living in the past over here, apparently. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your books? So I'm the host and founder of the Catholic Toolbox Show. And uh, I'm the author of uh, a book called The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm also a founder of a podcast called The Right of Manhood, which focuses in just on uh, manly topics where we help men to make that right of passage into manhood. Because I'm very fascinated with the whole idea of making that right of passage from boyhood to manhood. Huh. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Kazooie. Uh, and because of that, I... I focus in my ministry more on the practical side of things, of, of living the Christian faith. Uh, and uh, because I see, I, I saw a need when I was in the workplace. Uh, I was engineer by trade, uh, practical, um, practical as you can get it. I was managing a project, uh, $6 million, and we'd have what's called a toolbox meeting wow. on Mondays to plan the strategy, the practicality of the whole project. Mm. You know, you had budgets, sheets, technical detail, everything, everyone coming together, uh, you know, as operational as possible. And then my mind zoned out and I thought, this is what we need for the Christian faith. This is what mm. we need to, to, to bring people to Christ in the midst of our ordinary circumstances. This is what we need. That's where the show was born and, uh, uh, you know, it, it became a radio show and everything else that, that it did. So that's a bit about me. I'm the author of The Art of Practical Catholicism. Hmm. Uh, my book's available on many platforms. You just have to Google it in uh, on Amazon and everything else. Uh, and also the servers toolbox uh, where for those who uh, alter servers uh, in the church. Hmm. And currently uh, my book, my new book should be released uh, called A Rite of Passage to Manhood where I focus in, uh, that, that should be later this year, where I focus in on on, on the crisis in masculinity, masculinity today in all cultures and seeing how we can then assist men to then make that rite of passage into manhood, to, to, to bridge that gap of masculinity uh, that's lacking that extension of adolescence. So I thought I would do that uh, to help uh, the crisis of masculinity and, and create a rite of passage for men. Uh, more easily we need to be practical if we're going to solve a lot of the problems we have today i think because we haven't been strategic enough that's why the culture that we're in today uh, ha has sort of uh, yielded more influence but that's a bit of a summary about what good. i do good thank you i appreciate that yeah lots lots to, to tackle there um yeah. manhood i definitely want to tackle that a little bit uh something a little different here i don't usually do that but masculinity um what do you mean by masculinity? masculinity. 
masculinity. So the the definition of a man um, in classical Roman and uh, Hellenic terms is uh, to be virtuous, is to be a virtue, a vir in Latin, as it derives um, in its original meaning. And uh, we could summarize being a man as being able to lead, protect, and provide in all aspects of his life. And uh, that you've transitioned out of your boy state into that manly state and been able to attempt to live that way of life as a man mm. in leading, protecting, providing in all aspects of your life, whether it's your career, you can lead, protect, provide your family, you can lead, protect, provide your um the way sharp in your community and living that life consistently and growing in that way of life as a man and also in a community of other men as well. So I think and embracing masculinity, embracing the masculine identity uniquely uh, and knowing that it is distinct from the feminine identity. <laughs> There's something distinct uh, about it. And, um, and that's all it is. I mean, it's a mindset. And then applying it practically to your situation because I mean, we can't tell people what to do in every single situation uh, and how to live it. But, but if you're living that way of life, you're able to determine and navigate each day, wake up in the morning, look at yourself in a mirror and say, look, I'm a man. I'm living my life as a man, my identity as a man, and I'm proud of the man I am. Um, so <laughs> um, just so I'm, I'm clear, it's, it's virtuous, uh, and, and somebody that leads, protects, and provides. That's masculinity? Yeah. yeah. Can women be masculine? There are masculine elements. I mean, and men can be feminine. I mean, that's the complementarity of both men and women is that men can't be made just for themselves. Can you imagine if it was just a world of men alone? We'd probably kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> We're currently doing that, yeah. <laughs> we are. I mean, we just beat each other up like cavemen. But um, yeah, there are elements, definitely. And uh, I think men assist women in, in having some of those elements there uh, mm. of, of leading, protecting, providing, and also having that strength as well. Um, leading, protecting, providing in the, in the aspect of strength, also physical strength uh, as well, and protect, especially protecting. And women help men in terms of intuition, in terms of that softer side. But what I didn't say before was, a man is an equilibrium, is a perfect balance of strength and also uh, of being timid, of being uh, collected uh, and, and being uh, balanced. So I see the same thing with, with, with women as well. I don't, I, don't, I don't see that just as a man thing. I think the, these, these attributes you're ascribing to men can, are equally among the sexes, um, like feminism, masculinity, whatever you want to call it, virtue, you know, leader, protector, provider, all that fun stuff. This is, I kind of want to get off of this for a second, but, that, but thank you for that. I appreciate it. <clears throat> I just wanted to see where we, where we're going with that. I want to jump into a little bit about what, what you do is you, you're, you're providing a service. You're, you're kind of witnessing and minish, uh, like a minish, uh, missionary. There's the word, <laughs> like a missionary. Um, you're, do you believe this is something that you have to do that's required from you from the, from the Bible? Like, uh, was it Matthew 28, the great commission, you know? Yeah, absolutely. As Matthew chapter 20, verse 19 through 20 says, go therefore, go therefore and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, baptize all you nations. Yeah. So our Lord Jesus Christ commands us. We have an obligation to bring people to the Christian faith, to preach mm -hmm. the gospel, uh, because uh, the gospel is the truth. And that's the means by which you will be saved. And uh, so it, it's very clear. Um, St. Paul is very clear um, in, in all his letters. We have to, and people die. I mean, clearly, if you read the Bible, people die preaching the gospel, risk their lives preaching the gospel. Peter himself right. was killed. It um, happens today still. Yeah, for sure. That, that, exactly. I can't remember so, his name for some reason, but the guy that went to that island and got... Yeah. Um, yeah that, that, not that, a smart that, move. <laughs> um, but but so, I mean, when, when love moves you, to bring the gospel to people right I mean, well, it, we can debate on the love part but you don't look at the fact that like, i'm sure you'd definitely be scared you'd definitely be scared you're gonna lose your life or you're risking your life but right and why would Yahweh? why would Yahweh instruct people to do something that he knows is going to kill some of them well you have to then start from the very beginning then 
does our life belong to us? Uh, does our life really belong to us to start with? That's how we think. Yes, my life belongs to me. Uh, well, first of all, if there is a creator and there is a first cause of the universe. My life doesn't belong to my parents. Does your life belong to your parents? They created you. No, the first cause, which is God, who caused everything from the very beginning. Uh-huh. And, and then so, obviously and existence itself. God's nature is existence. So we don't exist without God. So the very so, principle is... Sorry, if there was, if, let's just say, for instance, if there was a machine out there that created universes. Or, or, or an entity, an entity of some sort. I have heard before the farting unicorn, the, the unicorn that just farts universes. You know, would that be considered a god if that's what what's out there? Well, you have to break down what's out there. You know, it's not just simply out there in the universe. It can't be bound by the physical laws of the universe. These are the first principles. Of okay, this creature body. isn't bound by the physical laws of the universe. But I mean, can't be. Well, or, if I'm ba- if I can't say I'm the creator of the universe <laughs> because I'm human and I was caused uh-huh. and I didn't exist you know, maybe 20 years ago, and uh, my parents didn't exist. Uh-huh. So every, it, we're dealing with the very nature of the physical laws of the universe. You know, it, let's go back to the Big Bang Theory. I mean, okay. the universe didn't exist 13.7 billion years ago, and matter itself didn't exist. We're dealing with matter, I think. We, we, the scope is outside the physical, so what we call the metaphysical, um, and... If there is a God and he... Uh, That's all the way over my head. Sorry, George. <laughs> I start talking metaphysics. I'm done. My I brain mean, just it, shuts it, down. It's all over my head as well. I mean, it's a little bit of wisdom. <laughs> right. I mean, it all seems very voodoo magic anyways, because, you know, I don't, my cell phone is voodoo magic. This is voodoo magic. I don't even know how this works. How does that even make my voice louder? Anyways, there's a lot of crazy things out there I don't understand. But to, to insert an invisible person, um, to me, is kind of cheating. You know, you're, you're not even finishing the, the homework. You're just, you're going through the whole thing. Oh yeah, God. And you're not even really finishing it. You're not, you're not looking at it. You're not deciphering, ruling out other options. I mean, when you insert you want to, an invisible person who's, in, who's outside of time and space, who's outside of the physical realms, I can insert literally anything into that same spot and it works. I could put Spider-Man yeah, there. But you have to reason. You have to reason from using reason. And so there's okay, no how, okay, go ahead sorry sorry go ahead we got a reason and say okay if matter didn't exist itself from the very very beginning well how do you know that we need to deduce well 13.7 billion years ago science tells us to start with matter didn't exist what the if it did we just couldn't itself. see it or taste or we you know, couldn't you know whatever i don't know man it's just all very confusing to me all, i don't think there's one straight answer i think it's an i don't know is a great one um, so, but you, you put all your faith in this one invisible guy. I appreciate your perspective, but yeah, 13.7 billion years ago, uh, there was a small, uh, I mean, if we deduce from the very beginning hmm. that you, okay, you can't say the create, if you're going to say, how does matter exist in and of itself? Okay. Then surely it can't be bound by the physical laws of the universe this being or whatever you, you can't just can you can't just make up an idea about a being or or god or something out there we have to use reason well, well that's reasonable why is that not reasonable no well we have to we have to study it using reason if your if your idea of the invisible guy is reasonable then my idea of any other invisible being is also reasonable i can put anything in that spot in that, in that, we need that to void of god that you've, you've chosen being. we need to reason about who this person is what are the attributes based on science, based on... Uh, which based which on attributes of God are based on science? The fact that he'd have to be infinite to create something from nothing. Matter I don't think that's based on science, George. I think that's a little... I think that's, well, that's I a big discussion. That's a big, long discussion. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not prepared for that. My brain is not ready yeah, for science. It's, it's too early in the morning right now, George. <laughs> I, recommend a book, I recommend a book called uh, Proofs for the Existence of God from Astrophysics. It's by our father, Robert oh. Fisher. And uh, <laughs> he can get all that for you. That's exhausting, just the title. <laughs> oh, there, man. There's a lot of things to go through, you know, and um, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you can well, do that. That's a topic for somebody else and uh, for, probably for another time. For sure, yeah. Let me read some books first. We'll get back to the science stuff. Um, but yeah. this Great Commission is 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 told 
to do you're told to do this by this this invisible guy this this god this god that you've chosen mm -hmm. um and so when he tells you to do this and he knows everything such as the i think it's john chow i could be i could be screwing it up but i think it's that john chow guy so if john chow heard the call read the bible says go witness to everybody everybody and everybody needs to witness well there's this island of guys and, and, and families and whatnot that have never heard they're completely isolated well, what do you do he's got a witness to him jesus said so the, the bible tells him so you know so he went over there risking everything thinking his god was going to protect him why because well shadrach meshach and abednego and and all the other people that yahweh's protected there's from. no guarantee that god's going to protect you right but he that's has the strongest most powerful being on his anything, side a risk. and i mean he has told him to do that's it that's the whole point of love i mean the fact is that there is a risk you know i could lose my life over this but when you you know it, it's the same thing if someone walks into your, uh, you're going out and defending your country or protecting your home from an invader there's a risk you could die in defending that. Well, but yeah, because but... you do love, you embrace that risk. And that's part of the sacrifice. I mean, both men and women, you know, in human virtue, uh, observe, you know, and especially more so in preaching, at least what you believe in general, and even more so if you believe there is a God, preaching that, you know. Um, so that's, that's, that's the logic behind it. You know, we, we, we can't expect that God's going to protect us, you know, magically, you know, there. We have to have the right. Why not? But he does. He does protect people he does magically. In certain circumstances, he does. He does or he doesn't in certain circumstances. So why would he, he not protect you when you're spreading us. his word, spreading his God message? Can you imagine if God protected us in every situation? No, just in the what ones where you're spreading his word. I think that what would be more. Would be? I think that would be more evidence of his existence, more evidence of his loving character. If he then protected those that were spreading his word and message. I mean, the world when we can't. No robots. Just this one situation. If you were spreading his word, you were invincible. Also, children were immune to cancer. That'd be a great one. Um, but if you're spreading his word, wouldn't you think it'd be more proof of his existence and love and that he, his wishes, his, his wants, his desires want you to do this? Wouldn't that be more proof, more evidence of that if he did that? If he only in this one situation, when you are witnessing to strangers or dangerous areas, Absolutely. you're going in the jungle, wouldn't that Absolutely. be more of a if I, if I, um... logical thing to do? Absolutely. If he came out of the clouds every 10 minutes, it'd be more proof. But well, that'd be great too. If he showed up at my birthday party, I'd like that. Come on Absolutely. down, Jesus. But where would the mystery be? I mean, can you imagine? Why, why do you God need came mystery? Out of the every 10 minutes? Can you imagine hey, hold on, George. Why do you need mystery? Because there is a sense of mystery. But why though? Why do you need it? Why do we need it? Yeah. Why do you need it when it comes to God? Why do you need a sense of mystery when it comes to God? Is there any other relationship that you need a sense of uh, mystery with? When you pursue a woman. I mean, if you don't need a sense of mystery, you're there to find out, to discover each other. That's not a sense of mystery, though. I disagree with you. I think uh, I love this. I love this discussion. This know? is great. Love, uh, sort of beating off. It's sort of like my uh, sibling relationship. <laughs> so are you, are you married, George? I am married. I've been married you're, for eight hey, months. Do you know your wife now? Yes, but every single day there is that sense of mystery discovering the person for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's a great thing. Are you married yourself, brother? I am. I am. Yeah. Is great. It, How long have you been married? About nine, ten years here. It's not. It's not. It's not a whole lot of mystery. I don't understand. It, That's the whole point of a relationship is to get to know each other, not to have mystery still. And I, and and plus, my wife is here. That's the drive is the mystery that there's. Is your is your wife here? No. Can you see her? What do you mean? She's visible, actual entity in your vicinity that you can interact with. Yahweh is not. Jesus is not. It's a big difference there. Yeah, because uh, you're dealing with two things where this is a human nature and this is a divine nature. A divine nature, divine nature shows love in this, in this particular manner. Is that, is that how he chooses to show his love is by not showing up, not being there, especially for people that are witnessing that he told them to do? If I told my kid to go take out the trash, I will go out front and make sure he's going to be okay. I will stand there and protect him as a loving father. That's mm -hmm. what I will do. Make sure he's okay. But Yahweh tells his kids to go out and spread his word and spread his, his gospel of, of Jesus and then doesn't protect them. He just like, yeah, good luck. 
have fun with that oh that one i watch this that guy he's he's gonna get his head cut off oh that one is gonna get hung up oh that guy's gonna get boiled they're gonna eat him i mean they're like what's he doing like that doesn't make any sense how is that a loving father how is that a loving being in particular i mean that doesn't doesn't add up to me how does that work for you i understand it's hard you know a lot of people ask that question you know even jesus christ said my god my god where where are you i mean uh well he is god i mean it's such a weird thing though (laughs) it's like me me where am i (laughs) i mean I, I love your curiosity. I love your curiosity. I mean, it's just you, you want answers now and everything else. But <laughs> Coffee's kicking in. Like, Sorry, George. It's like if I walk into a calculus class and want to know everything, and uh, that, that's what you're doing at the moment. You need arithmetic. You need algebra. You need to build your bases up to be able to feed me, George. And also, I think these aren't just purely intellectual questions. We do, if it is spiritual, if it is metaphysical, you need that sense of reflection. A little bit and comprehension over time i think which you can't achieve in an hour or 45 minutes um <laughs> but we don't know everything about god like if, if god is omnipotent or powerful infinite we as limited human beings can't understand everything we can understand something well we um, understand in the end yes we will because okay so then we remember, can understand like, if, if, you do, if, if you do believe in the existence of an immortal soul then and that will be separated from the body at death you're, is my mortal soul, soul in no me? Bound by the physical laws of the universe and the intellectual faculties. But is it in me now? Absolutely. It's what okay, so then it has. Now. Then I have the ability. It's in me right now. That ability is inside of me. So let me know. Help me understand. Come on, God. No, but I agree with you on many levels. <laughs> but I mean, that's just the nature of the. We, we don't know everything uh, about every little question about why God does things, but what we can do is reason as much as possible. Reason I'm trying. As much as possible. And there's not much reason going on here. It's just not very reasonable. I think there is. I think you need time. I think you need time, bro. <laughs> well, you need thanks to ask more questions. And... <laughs> <laughs> I've had, he's had lots right. of time, dude. He's had lots of time to show up and he still doesn't show up. Every birthday, I save him a seat. Personally. He has to show up in your life. Yeah. Yeah. What's he waiting for? You know, there, there's verses here that tell me that if I ask, he'll show up. If I ask him, uh, he'll teach me on un, un, unknowable things. I've been asking. I've been asking for him to show up. Nothing, man. He hasn't shown up for anything. Um, oh, he can't does even hang out with me. Though. What's that? Does it mean so then you've concluded he doesn't exist? I've concluded. Well, that right there concludes several things. One, yes, no, he doesn't exist. Two, he's. Either, either he doesn't exist or he's not a loving character and really doesn't care about me. Three, he's not listening. He's what's paying attention to someone else. What's, what's that? your understand? What's your subjective understanding of love? My subjective understanding of love. Okay. Uh, well, I could tell you, you right now. Define these parameters so that you can then see it from being present. Being present okay. in someone's life is 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 loving. There's there's part of it. There's a little piece right there of love. Being present. Yahweh's not present does not show up a shoulder to lean on someone to have a conversation with talk things through with uh, uh, a safe place you know oh hi god you know what happened today so and so did such and such oh sorry mike you know when i get in those kinds of situations what i find best is blah 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 no i don't have that i can't just sit down and have a beer with jesus these, these are loving contra- attributes that that i do not have or do not see those kinds I have those conversations. You do not have two-way conversations with Jesus, George. I do. He doesn't George... respond in human form that you expect. <laughs> I, think, I think you're painting, you have an expectation. Of course I do. Uh, you when you tell me it's a relationship, I, I have an expectation. when you get out of that expectation, you're oh. then able to see things differently. You're telling me to you're lower my expectations? You. Of what a loving relationship should be? You want to have a beer with Jesus, what or what? Maybe 2,000 years ago when he walked the earth. But now it's a spiritual conversation. No idea what that means. Okay, a spiritual conversation is where you could sit down in what we call prayer. So engage in your spiritual sense and have that conversation with Jesus. And then things unfold. Let's say say you're speaking about your day. You're skipping ahead. The spiritual sense. I still don't understand that part. How is it a spiritual sense or a spiritual prayer? Are you outside of your body as, as a ghost? Is the, is your soul the one that's that's 
taking over? I'm confused. How does that? So the way work? we understand it is the soul has two faculties, the intellect and the will. It has a brain? No, part of your intellect uh, is a fa- uh, your intellect. It, it, your soul has an intellect and a will. So your willpower connected to your intellect is sort of where your soul comes alive. That's so confusing, George. Okay, so does, does mm. my soul have a brain? <laughs> it's so confusing. It's Aristotelian philosophy. Using all these big words early in the morning, George. What kind of coffee are you drinking? (laughs) Straight black. Straight black. That's the way to do it. Oh man. So so how does that work? It it has an intelligence. You Americans call it crema. I love crema. Crema. (laughs) Yeah. I actually go to the US uh, later. M and M creamer is really delicious. Have some of that while you're here. I heard it's not actually milk. No, it's not. I don't I have no idea what it is, actually. I should probably read that. You guys that. put it in your cappuccino. I don't understand that. I don't understand Do it? I don't even know. I've never, I don't think I've had a cappuccino in like years. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, we're getting yeah. off topic here. Spirit. <laughs> Coffees. So um how does the spirit work? Does it have a brain? How does this intelligence work? Okay. Well, so you might want to pick, let me mention here, there's a great book by my spiritual uh, director, he, um, spiritual father that, that I, his name is John Flader. It's called uh, Dying to Live. So Dying to Live, Reflections on Life After Death by John Flader. Uh, he's originally born in the United States. and Clever. He's just finished a book where he gathers empirical data from people who, again, this is part of the science. And at least if you're going to investigate, you look at situations there where people who have experienced near-death experiences and they've experienced things like getting, let's say in surgery, yeah. a woman was in surgery. I, I've heard a lot of she those. her body and she was able <laughs> to leave her body and see what was going on Yeah. and actually help the doctor find his scissors after. I mean, that, yeah. that's a great story. I yeah, mean, see, a lot of these thousands are- Thousands and thousands of empirical data Nah. collected about neither whether you want to accept it or that, yeah not, hard to accept want, man you know like i could you know if you ask me you know do you exist <laughs> it's up to me I mean, there's a lot of things we can question hmm. but it's up to you to sort of see it a certain way it's all how you you want to see the world right but, but is it more likely that i exist or someone floated around and found some dr scissors in in an afterlife experience i i it's very unbelievable well, and when you dive into these things you find a lot data, of problems from a data perspective there's been thousands of those situations experienced by many people so that might might suggest if you accept it or not that yeah. there could be a lot that there, the soul is separate from the body and what makes us human is a bit more than just our bodies I still don't know what what ma- t- and that's what gives us a little bit of that difference from uh, from let's say the animals who can't reason and learn the way we do Huh. Let's say ants. Ants don't have an engineering degree, but we can have an engineering degree and build. Things. Yeah, but they're better builders than us. I mean, they can do all the structures underground, all those different caverns and tunnels, and all just using their mouths. They don't use the tools. It's crazy. Ants are awesome. Think they learn the same way as us. I have no idea. I, well, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's not little ant colleges in there, there's but yeah. a, is there a distinction? <laughs> I I would assume yes. Okay. All right um so okay that's great that's a start at least there's a (laughs) distinction um so the fact that we're able to reason in a different way again the intellect and the will uh, we're able to reason as human beings differently from the animals they are simply born they learn away and they stay the same there's a difference why (laughs) you know they sort of uh, you know in the animal kingdom in many times when you gather data it doesn't change or it doesn't advance the same way we as humans advance. We develop technology differently because our intellects are different and our wills are different. So we, we do have, definitely, so we believe at least the soul has something to do with that. that that's I think they've definitely that. advanced though. I, I think ants didn't start off making these amazing structures. I think it took time for them to, to build the better ones and find a better way to do things. I think that's definitely but what you happened don't to see evolution. Do you? you don't, I don't see think- the advancement the rate of advancement as human beings we can't see it because we weren't there um but that doesn't really help out with the intelligence of the soul though where where does this observe in our lifetimes where does this intelligence come from though george or like is there a soul factory somewhere and somebody's putting intelligence into each one yeah i'm saying i'm saying that the soul 
which is the, the, the being, the, the metaphysical, that's not physical. It's not bound by the physical laws of the universe. That's our understanding as Christians or, or anyone spiritual is that, that the soul is metaphysical. It's not bound by my human body. It's, it's what gives me life and makes me who I am. Interesting. That when I die, that soul does separate from the body and, and it's not bound by space and time and the physical universe. So, and while I'm alive, my soul is in my body and gives me life and assists my physical intellect to reason better and, and my will as well. And that's why we have a moral code. That's, what, that's how we explain it, that at least there is a moral code in us, you know, not to kill, not to steal, uh, you know, regardless Begged of your belief or religion. Um, and so that, that's how we would, I would explain it to you. Gotcha. So, so what's, in the morning. <laughs> so from what I'm understanding is there's a, there's, where do the souls come from? Is there, is there a, a being uh, out there that question. creates these souls and puts all of that stuff into them? Okay. Well, or, I want to ask you that question. If a soul existed, if you would accept that our souls exist. I don't though. Let's assume you did. Give us the okay. benefit of the doubt. Okay, souls exist. If they did, where do you think they would come from? And this is part of the reasoning. <laughs> There's no the, reasoning we're going with. Hypothetical. Beyond common sense. Based on the attributes I've given you, what could you then deduce was the source of our, our metaphysical souls? Venus. Venus is actually the soul factory. And there's a actually in the center of Venus, there's a portal. Uh, and all the souls go down into this portal. And once they reach there, they, they pop up on Earth into a new baby. Every new baby. Pop, and they're, they're, it just naturally creates souls. That, that's what Venus is. That? That's what Venus is. Scientific, oh, uh, unfortunately, we're unable to go there. Um, I have to all on faith. Yeah, but that's not good enough. Like we're actually going deeper into a philosophical discussion. We're actually saying, what would be- You have not proven anything. The only thing you have proof of a soul is your stories of people that have had out-of-body experiences. And most of those, like I've said, are debunked. Most of them are debunked. And if you even have a handful of them that aren't- Look, you can accept- It doesn't mean mean that people are floating around. That just means that people- thought this or dreamt this or had this happen in their head she could have been wheeled through the hospital seen those scissors at some point not even thinking about it but her subconscious brought it back up to her there's all kinds of explanations for yeah but things. how are you going to if you don't have the physical faculties of the eyes how did she see the scissors that were packed away in a different section she must be psychic well, oh, Daredevil can see things. He's blind. That, that's very spiritual. Sonar. Because there's no evidence of being psychic. There's people that use sonar. I mean, there's all kinds of ways there's we can no explain this besides a god or How are you a soul. Going to explain that? See, that's why we have to turn the tables and say, you know, you're going if, if you don't. I just gave you several explanations. If you don't the truth at all, then the very foundation of you arguing anything is. is okay. Out of the One more time. What'd you just say? You know, if you don't accept that there's any objective truth or any any sort of um, definitive fact, then you can't really argue. You, you, you can't accept anything, really. Like you're going to have a tough time accepting. Yeah. Anything. You know, your own existence. Like, for instance, do you believe that you exist? I don't know. I have no idea. I could be just floating around in a, in a bubble somewhere and like a, a fish tank and just hooked up to a bunch of things and there's alien fish that are, are sucking my dreams and you, no you idea podcasts exist you believe because there are belief systems where they don't think the world actually exists right but i have i use so what i can air, i a, use what i have my senses right what senses, do you my believe eye. In? i'm just trying to get to what do you accept as fact in your life the things that i can sense is what I accept. I accept that this microphone senses? is here because I can sense it. I can touch it. I can hear it. I can taste it. If I wanted to, I can do anything. It's real. It's physical. This is how I I I, I find out what's real in my life. I use my senses to okay. do that. So you only accept something bound by the physical laws of the universe. Sure. Why not? Okay. So that's your scope. Hmm. <laughs> how do we work through this? Um, you want to try gravity? They usually try gravity with this. And it doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. The yeah, I can feel the effects of gravity. 
I can feel the effects of gravity. We can see the effects of gravity. We can uh, test the effects of gravity. That's how we get to launch our satellites. I mean, if we didn't know what the gravitational pull was, we wouldn't know how much fuel to pack. I mean, we know we can we can test it. So gravity doesn't work. Got any other ones? I didn't use gravity. Eh? <laughs> Never knew what the, <laughs> the gravity argument was. So you only accept arguments based on what you can see or observe. Reality. That's what I call reality. What would you, you get, call reality, George? I understand. I, yeah. And again, your version of reality may not be true because this may all be just a dream and we don't Correct. really exist. Yeah. Exactly. There could be, Jesus could be right next to me this whole time laughing. I have no idea. No clue. But to punish me for not believing that Jesus is sitting here, that's ridiculous. Or to just accept that Jesus is sitting everywhere, also ridiculous. You know, I was in an accident recently, and, and whenever I talk to the insurance company, they're always asking me, hey, were you in the car by yourself? Man, every time I want to say, no, Jesus was with me. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, to believe that Jesus is everywhere, I believe it's kind of ridiculous because we have no physical yeah, proof see, of this. We can't sense it. from a purely human perspective. Right. It's and really I'm using my human brain that God gave that. me. I'm using my human brain that God gave me to deduce that God doesn't exist. Yeah, but you haven't proven that God does. You can't prove that God doesn't exist. You haven't proven and that God I, does the exist. The sensible thing is that you can say you don't know. Right. That's why I call myself an agnostic atheist. Because okay. I don't know. Atheism doesn't really exist. Okay, and then... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> because you can't... I, I don't believe you can prove that there isn't a God that exists. Well, you, you don't have to. That's the, that's the burden of proof lies on the person who's making the claim. The person that's making the claim there is a God has to prove it first. And that's where the atheism comes in. There's no proof. Nobody's been able to prove to me that this loving, invisible being is, exists at all. Well, I disagree with that. There's many scientific uh, things that we can go through. There's things mm. on a spiritual and metaphysical level. Nothing spiritual level. can ever be proven. It can be proven. How can Then prove to me the spiritual, besides a story of somebody finding scissors and out of body experience. Prove to me right now that there's a spiritual. Can you do like a poltergeist thing? Make your spirit move something. I don't know. Come out of your body. And then, I don't know, tell okay. me something that's in Do my room over accept? here. Do you and I accept? <laughs> okay, it's, we have to, you have to break it down gradually. You have to yeah, build course. it up. Please. Go. Okay, what, is, what will you accept as spiritual? Nothing, because you have to prove to what me that something spiritual, spiritual exists. Okay, so what do you think caused the universe? Let's go back to the first principle. No idea. Let me try that. No idea, but I'm not going to insert something. Okay. If something did cause the universe, using your reasoning, what do you think it could have been? If no matter clue. never existed 13.7 billion years ago prior to the Big Bang. I have a very vivid time. imagination. I could think of all kinds of crazy contraptions and creatures okay, well, that, that could create the universe. All kinds of ideas. How can you create something from nothing? The law of conservation. Well, how do you know that there wasn't something at all imploded on itself? What are the attributes of what may have created matter itself? How do you know? Well, we don't know. We can't know any of this stuff. have energy to create something from nothing. You can't create matter nor destroy matter. So this being, whatever you want to call it, energy source may actually require, it may need to be infinite to have created matter itself. That's just my human thinking. Maybe... <laughs> matter, never matter never exists it may need to be infinite to create something from nothing hmm second of all maybe it just popped into being, existence by itself if we, have, if we have a being just because you don't you know, know you we have a personality we have a george, being we have george this isn't going to work if you keep talking over me hold on hold on if, if we don't know what could have caused the beginning of time what the beginning of everything we don't we have no clue it could okay, be anything I, I'm george this is fantasy though i don't want to play fantasy games this is just fantasy at That's this not point fantasy it's called reason it's called <laughs> saying if matter it's actually asking these questions attempting to answer these questions Right, but we're gonna and we we have to introduce something that's that's eternal. We have to introduce something that's infinite. All that stuff—that's just fantasy. No, I'm not. not I'm not putting a creature in that's eternal. At the or, very nature of physics or magical, saying, magic if, isn't real. If, if matter exists, how can you create matter from nothing? Matter can't be created nor destroyed. I don't know, George. I keep telling you, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea, George. 
Okay, well, that's not the attitude that, you know, the great scientists had. They I am not a great scientist, George. We've yeah, been okay. through this. I barely had my coffee. <laughs> okay, but I would like to know at least. That's why I try to ask these questions. Maybe. Right, no, totally understandable, George. Well, totally understandable. It's all, a, yeah, exactly, okay. So at least I want to try and discover. I mean, we as human beings, at least if you want to try, at least we can't say, you know, I, I refuse to insert this idea. Forget about God, forget about that religion, deity, everything. These are just purely reasonable questions. How do I get here? What created the world? How much, how did matter itself exist? A matter creating entity. I mean, exactly. that's not okay. made of matter. That's what are the, what might be the attributes of this matter creating entity? To have uh, created circular. It's, it's round. It's a perfect circle. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't shed any light. What created that? How much energy? It created itself. Matter for nothing. It created itself. So George, if your God is an infinite God, who created your infinite God? Ah, so that's a good question. Yes. If okay, let's let's matter can't come from nothing, George. Him. Let's assume another God created him, right? Oh, so now we have who created that, that, that doesn't God. make it doesn't make sense. Now another God created him, another God created. So we go None back to the whole human really situation, which is my parents created me, my grandparents created me. So this, if we're going to accept that something created from nothing, the 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 attribute of this energy force, whatever you want to call it, may have to be infinite in nature. May have infinite, never created, unbegotten. Fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy, George. Reason. If something has to come from something, George, you can't insert something that doesn't come from something. It defeats your whole purpose. Then. No, of course, we're accepting that something coming from some uh, from something. But if if we're going to accept, let's say, matter itself never existed and was created, right? Then whatever created matter, let's say this energy, if that was created, then then that's simply wasn't the first source of that. See, we're dealing with the metaphysics. It's much deeper than you think. You, <laughs> no, you I totally to believe you. <laughs> to sort of think about these things. You don't have to accept it, but at least to think about these things. Right. You I've thought about a lot of it, George, and none of it makes sense. And I'm back at I don't know every single time. That's okay. And, it doesn't make sense. and to go from I have to have matter can't come from nothing to my God came from nothing. It just defeats itself there, George. Do you see why at least we as human beings, it can be limited to us to understand. See, now I'm going to go and erase your God and I'm going to mm -hmm. say matter came from nothing. It's limited to your understanding. We don't need your God at that point. It's, it's pointless. Yeah, but that, that leaves us with the question of, hey, there's nothing else but this universe. And then when we die, how you do don't we, know that. I'm interested in the very existence of matter itself. Yeah. Yeah. Was matter always here? Where did Is God's matter, matter come from? You have to suggest that matter is infinite. It's always been here. I don't know, George. Sorry. I, I That's such a weird conversation for me. My brain's not ready for that one. But all I'm saying is, if something has to come from, or nothing can, can't, whatever that It doesn't was. have to. We're just concluding these Okay, so, so then at that point, we can completely erase your God. Does that make sense? Does what that do add up? Erase our God. You, you, you're, you say... Matter can't come from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. It has to have a cause. But you're also saying that God caused that first matter, but God doesn't have a cause. So therefore, this doesn't need a cause either. So we can have this without God, correct? No, you need a source. Let's say if matter- Okay, so the, where's the source of God? So, but where does this power come from? Okay, let's say God had a source. Right? What was it? God, but then he was created. Mm -hmm. What question would you be asking me then? It defeats your, your argument, though, that matter can't come from... Or, I'm, I'm screwing this up. Matter <laughs> can't come from nothing. There it is. That's your argument, correct? Matter can't come from nothing. Well, that's the law of conservation. Okay. Matter could be so created God is made out of matter, is he not? No. No, well, God's not made out of matter. matter. He wouldn't be God. I'm made of matter. I can't claim to be the creator of the universe. And the creator What's he made out of then, George? Okay. 
What's he made out of? Right. If he's not made out of matter, we're made in his image. It seems to me like he's made out of matter and he looks like no, people. He's not. Okay. He so we're not made in his image. How can he be God? What is he made out of? Okay. Now let's use some of our human reason. If we're some fantasy, create this universe, it's not fantasy. It's not, fantasy. it's not fantasy that we exist <laughs> no it's but it's fantasy, fantasy we... the conversation we're having right now I mean, what's he made out of he's not made out of matter look, okay, I what's think he these made out of require a bit more focus you know what we're dealing with is metaphysics it's fantasy i don't you keep calling it metaphysics I'm, i don't even, i'm not familiar with metaphysics but to me oh, this sounds more <laughs> yeah so okay. what is he maybe, made out of, look, maybe made out of we, i think maybe matter. What, what you can do is maybe read up a little bit on metaphysics right i'm not good at it as well Right. Uh, Let's get back to the question, though. What is he made out of? What's God made of in a physical sense? Or Right. You said he's not made out of matter. What is he made out of? See, I don't know how to explain that, actually. What's he made out of? Right. Mm. I don't know how to describe that. Hmm. Kind of like our soul. What's our soul made out of? Your being. That makes no sense. Made out of my okay. To you, maybe. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like what you're trying to describe is metaphysical realities in a physical condition. I'm trying to it's describe. Like, oh, made out of yeah, flesh, blood, bone. I'm probably not the best person to answer. You're good. Yeah. That in its specific thing. Might yeah, no, look that up. I no can worries. get back to you about that. No worries. We we've ex- we've exhausted our time here, anyways. Um. I, I do appreciate the conversation today. It was a lot of fun back and forth before my coffee. <laughs> but why don't you tell everybody at home where they can find you? You can go to my website, thecatholictoolboxshow.com. So thecatholictoolboxshow.com. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. I'll let you know when this comes out. Okay. Stay safe out there. Excuse me. Uh, have you stopped recording? Yes. Well, it's still recording, but I was about to exit out. What's up? Okay. Now I didn't know that. Uh, so you were an ex-pastor. Ex. Well, my parents are pastors. Ex. 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 Uh, evangelical. I guess you would say. Oh, okay. I thought you were actually a pastor. I don't. I don't mind having these conversations. Oh I yeah, no. Pastor. So that's great. Okay. Well, I mean, I am an ordained minister. I do have a. <laughs> a certificate. But you don't believe in God anymore. No. Yeah. No. I. I. I stopped doing that a while ago. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like I said, he never showed up. That. That was his fault. Not okay. mine. Well, how many years ago was that? 40 years. I've been alive for 40 years. He's never shown up once. So, okay. you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't prepared for that, actually. I would have actually done some reading a little bit before. You so, still drinking that same coffee? Yeah, I know. It's 4 a.m. Holy cow. I could have gone through two of these already, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, you're strong. You must have some really strong coffee. Oh, mate. Well, can, what can we do? What can we do? So how many oh. listeners do you have on this podcast? Oh, you? man. I don't know. 300. The 300s? Something like 300, 400, somewhere around there. I don't know. Each download. Okay. It's hard to tell, really. No problems. No problems. It's good. That's good. All right, man. You enjoy the future. What day is it out there? Is it the 28th? Yeah, 20th of Dude, February. That is nuts. You are literally in the future. future. And you guys are in the... Man, it's so crazy to think about. <laughs> All right, man. Well, enjoy the future. Nice meeting you, mate. Thanks, man. Talk to you, dude. And that's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. 
If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? outro uh easter egg i need your help would you like to say something to the world yes coming a little closer talking to spider-man <laughs> what do you have to say i love minecraft wow wow Anything else you want to tell the people out there besides what you love? Your words of wisdom? I like this podcast. <laughs> you should tell everybody, subscribe, buy the book. Look at that book over there. It's the, it's the same time. Oopsies. Down goes Dr. Strange. Down goes Dr. Strange. All right, say goodbye. No, well, let's not continue to do it. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs>